Hello, everybody. It's Melissa, your host of this podcast, and I am back with a topic that is a little intrusive. It's a little personal, but I think it's important to talk about um, because I know now that this is a very common co-occurring thing with autistic people. Uh, And that is digestive issues uh, in general, and specifically a thing that I have that I got diagnosed with when I was around, I think I was 20, 21 maybe, um, irritable bowel syndrome, aka IBS. So, you know, we'll be, we'll be talking about, (laughs) uh, you know, all I know is my own experience. So I will be talking a lot about my experience with my own digestive issues. Uh, I don't have a problem talking about this stuff. Uh, hopefully you don't have a problem listening about this stuff. Uh, you know, we're talking about poop basically and, uh, you know, other stomach problems that go along with that, but uh, yeah, so, yeah, let's just get, let's just get into it, I guess. Um, the reason that this is on my mind, particularly right now, is because I have been having, as you know, if you've been listening, um, a lot of stress lately. It's been an extremely stressful, uh, couple of months since we, oh man, since we started trying to sell our house and, find a new house and I I started school recently and you know just we we have a lot of stuff going on right now and there's been some financial debacles and troubles and Gray was hurt on the job and then they had to be off work for a while and that impacted our financial issues more and just like there's just been so much going on so much so that impacts me in multiple ways but one of the ways it impacts me is my stomach starts acting up. So this is a thing that I've dealt with, as I said, for years and years. I guess maybe I'll start by talking a little bit about how I discovered this problem. Uh, It was, as I said, a long time ago in my early 20s, and I don't remember it coming. I don't remember like a gradual type of situation with this. It just seems like all of a sudden I started having really bad stomach pain, particularly intestinal cramps whenever I would eat. And it was awful. It was, it was really bad at first when it first came on. Uh, I would be like doubled over in pain because I know, you know, if you've ever had intestinal cramps, it's just like, it's horrible. It feels like someone's stabbing a knife into your guts. And I have a pretty high pain tolerance, but stomach pain like that is just awful. So because I was having this type of stomach pain so often, it was practically every time I ate, I started really uh, not eating very much because it's difficult to live your life if you're having pain like that. So if I had anything to do during the day, it's like I was afraid to eat because I didn't want to have 
pain in my stomach or even worse, it wasn't just pain in my stomach. It's, it was that plus then I would get diarrhea. So I'd be in the bathroom just having all kinds of pain and diarrhea and just like pooping, pooping. And, you know, that's not convenient. (laughs) That is not conducive to daily living. You know, if you're trying to run errands or go to school or work at a job, you can't be like, oh, excuse me, I just ate my lunch. I have to go sit in the bathroom now for two hours in excruciating pain and pooping my brains out. So, you know, it became a real problem because, you know, during the day I would eat a little bit of something here and there. I would do very bland foods. I would have like half of a piece of like sourdough bread or some saltines or, you know, just like very innocuous foods, nothing that could potentially upset anything. And even with those foods, sometimes my stomach would feel upset. So uh, it got to the point where I was losing a lot of weight and I'm already like not a big person to begin with. Like I'm already pretty slim. Um, so for me, like to start losing weight, it didn't take long before I started looking very sick. I looked very, I looked emaciated. I think I got down to like 95 pounds and I finally told my mom, like, um, I think I need to go to the doctor. And she was like, yeah, I would probably agree with that. So I went to the doctor. They sent me for an upper GI and a barium enema. So these are two tests that are terrible. I will just tell you. The first terrible thing about them is that you have to clean out your system just like similarly to when you would get a colonoscopy. So they give you this powdered stuff. It's a laxative. It's called Go Lightly. I don't know why they named it that because none of my going was lightly. Uh, And so you drink that. I think it was like, I think it's the day before your tests. You drink that in the morning and then you literally spend the entire day um, pooping out all of the contents of everything you've ever eaten in your entire life. And so that was a fun day of just you know, just sticking real close to my bathroom and constantly going. So then of course you're not allowed to eat anything and you're only supposed to have clear liquids. So that was fun also because I was very hungry by the next day when my appointment came because I was empty of everything and I couldn't eat. And so my mom went with me to my test. And the second terrible thing about these tests are that they are pretty invasive. Um, The upper GI was not too bad. The worst part of that one is you have to swallow this barium. It's like a barium salts, I think. I don't know, but how it, it, they give you a little cup of this like powdery substance. You put it in your mouth, but, and then they give you a little bit of water to swallow it down. But the problem is as soon as water touches it or any sort of liquid, even your saliva touches it, um, it starts to foam like a lot. And so they're like, as soon as you get this in your mouth, immediately drink this little bit of water and immediately swallow this down or you're not going to be able to get it down because it foams up so much. I'm like, okay, I got it. And they were not joking. And I, I was like gagging and coughing and choking because it really foamed up so fast that it was like overwhelming and I could barely get it down. But I did. 
So that part was pretty uncomfortable. The barium just, it goes in into your digestive tract so they can take x-rays of your digestive system because um, you may or may not know. You may not know if you're not in the medical field uh, that x-rays, that like your organs don't typically show up on x-ray imaging. Uh, but if you swallow barium or... <laughs> Uh, in still barium the other direction, which I'll tell you about in a second, via enema, uh, then it's all in your guts and they can take some images of your uh, digestive system and kind of get an idea of what's going on in there. So that's the purpose of the barium. This is like a lecture, this is like a, this is like a informational session on upper and lower GI tests. You're welcome. I know this is what you came here for. Uh, so so they did that, uh, I think right after, yeah, right after that, they took the images of my upper GI and then the lower GI started where they have you lay on, I believe I lay on my right side or my left side. I don't remember, um, what side you lay on for an enema, but either way, a nurse had to insert a tube in my butt and put in the barium solution uh, which is not super comfortable going in, uh, and, oh, and not to mention that my nurse, so keep in mind, I am about 20 years old at this point. And so I'm pretty, I'm still pretty modest. I'm just like, eh, you know, I don't know. And my nurse was a really cute guy who was around my age and so and my mom was cracking up because I was so embarrassed. And I was just like, why does this have to be my nurse? Why? Why? <laughs> why, God, why? So anyway, he saw my butthole. He put the stuff in there. It was embarrassing. I wanted to die because I was 20 and I cared about everything. So, but I didn't die. And they took the images. And what they concluded was that... There was nothing structurally wrong with my digestive system and somehow concluded from my symptoms and the testing that they did and whatever that I had irritable bowel syndrome. And basically, there is really no real treatment for irritable bowel syndrome. It's basically just like, it, like the name implies, uh, you have a very irritable bowel. So you just have to be really careful about what you eat. Uh, and stress can also make it worse. So really diet and stress are the biggest two factors for IBS. And at the time, um, I wasn't vegan or vegetarian yet. And so I had to really like watch, I didn't, I wasn't like super big on meat, but the meat that I did like tended to probably not be the meat that was the best for you. Like pepperoni, stuff like bacon, you know, stuff like that that's like really heavily saturated in fat and just like those kind of foods would really bother my stomach. Anything really fatty would really bother my stomach, um, especially like greasy kind of fatty, you know, not necessarily like peanut butter, avocado, and, but like greasy food, I guess I should specify, or spicy, anything really spicy, which was awful because I really love spicy food. Um, I, I know now that I've quit dairy, that I feel like dairy was a problem. Dairy would sort of irritate my bowel. Um, and of course stress. So 
they, another thing with IBS is you can fluctuate back and forth between, um, having like diarrhea and constipation. So it's, people with IBS have a hard time with digestive regularity. It's either one extreme or the other, which of course is just like, it's such an autism thing. It's like, you either have all of the thing or none of the thing. It's never really, it's so one end of the spectrum or the other as it, when it comes to um, traits and I guess medical conditions. So, um, so yeah, I, I really made an attempt. I mean, I was 20, so it's like, I feel like at the time, yeah, I did have some stress, but not, I feel like mostly it was my diet that I kind of had to start tweaking and it was hard because I was younger and I didn't really care about eating well as much as I do now. Um, so I just sort of lived with it and after, and I don't know if it was the process of like cleaning my system out with that go lightly stuff and, or like the whole like enema situation. I don't know, but something, it was almost like a reset for my system. So after that, I don't know if it was me sort of tweaking my diet or if it was just cleaning my system out and resetting everything. Um, but I started to feel a lot better. And so since that time, it's, it comes and goes. So I will have periods of time in my life where I will be pretty much IBS free. I did stop eating meat when I was around 25 years old. Um, and I noticed a big change after that. Uh, my stomach just, I don't really feel like meat was doing me any favors. We'll just put it that way. Uh, so it got much, much better, uh, after I stopped eating meat. And as I just mentioned, after I stopped eating dairy, which was only about five years ago now. Um, so those two things helped, um, managing my stress has always been hard and, uh, I feel like it's getting harder as I'm getting older and I don't know why I feel more stressed out the older I get. Uh, I don't know if this is a common trend amongst people in general, but like, I do feel like, uh, I worried and stressed out a lot less when I was younger than now. It's like my stress grows exponentially every year older I get. I don't know what's happening or why. Um, or maybe it just feels that way because the last few years have been so incredibly stressful with everything that's been going on for a lot of us, right? With like the pandemic and all of the things. Um, so, but I also notice another thing that, uh, that exacerbates my IBS and it's been it's been hard lately with this particular thing because my schedule has been so varied and so crazy and there's just been a lot going on but uh not being able to eat my same foods at my same times so I feel like I don't know if anyone else out there has this but I do feel like my system Aside from liking same foods because I like the predictability and the routine of eating the same thing over and over and I will get stuck on foods for a long period of time, um, the same foods also I think have like a calming effect on my digestive system. Maybe it's the repetitiveness of what I'm eating. Uh, 
I don't, I don't know. This is not science. I'm just pontificating here. Like, <laughs> I don't know if your digestive system uh, is sentient and can know what you're eating and be like, this is the same as yesterday. I'm cool with this. But like, that's what I envision. That's what it feels like. It feels like when I eat the same things over and over, my stomach is like, oh, we're used to this. This is fine. This is the same thing we've had for the last four days in a row. I'm just going to go ahead and digest it and everything will be fine. Uh, when I start changing things up, not, it, not usually if it's like one or two meals that are different, but if I'm con- if I go like a whole week eating a bunch of different kinds of foods, like say if you go on vacation, this is a common time when this happens for me also is when you're not in your usual habitat and you're, you know, you're wanting to try things when you're, when you're on vacation and you go to different restaurants and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, you're usually eating a bunch of different foods, probably at different times of the day than you usually eat. And uh, I feel like my stomach, when I do that, it's just like, what, what are you doing? What is this? I didn't ask for this. This is not the same. I'm rejecting this. And then that is when it's like, no, you're going to have cramps and we're going to have to go sit in the bathroom for a long time and you're going to be in pain, lady. Like, I'm punishing you for not eating your same foods. That's what it seems like. It seems like my gut is also very autistic and it gets mad when I change the routine. I think I just figured it out. So anyway, um, that's been happening a lot lately. I have definitely not been on vacation but I have been forced to change my eating schedule and change up some of the things I'm eating and, you know, just because of school and we've been out looking at houses a lot, like in the evening times and, um, you know, so we've been eating dinner sometimes later, which I hate doing. I hate eating late dinners. I don't know if this is another consequence of getting older, but I'm like, feed me dinner at 5 p.m., please. I do not want to eat dinner past like 630 Ever, but we've been doing a little bit of that lately because it's just like I have sometimes I just have no control over when and what I'm able to eat. And so lately, um, with that scenario, the past couple of months, plus all of the stress added in, it's just kind of wreaking havoc on my gut. Um, one thing that has helped, I will say, uh, immensely is I started taking probiotics um, probably three or four months ago because uh, prior to this like stressful house hunting situation and all that, um, something just felt wrong in my gut. I was constantly very bloated. Like it was weird where I would just, by the end of the day, my stomach, I would like be so puffed out in my stomach and I'm like and I could feel it like it was hard I'm like that is bloat in there like I'm not sure what's happening or why this keeps happening to me every day and uh, you know just also having digestive issues but the bloat and I'm sorry to say gas which is super uncomfortable and also like no one wants to be farty and that's not pleasant so I had a lot of that going on and I was like what can I do and I'm not a person who likes to take things, even things like probiotics. I've mentioned this before. I'm just like very hesitant to ever put anything in my body. Um, 
I just want to eat food and drink water. That's all I want. Like even vitamins sort of sketch me out. But I kept hearing on another podcast I listened to, I kept hearing about this other, this probiotic called Seed. This is not an ad. I'm not sponsored by them. I wish I was. Seed, you can sponsor me. Um, But it sounded good. I went and checked out their website. I, of course, researched and researched and researched uh, as I do, especially when it comes to anything I'm putting in my body. And, uh, yeah, it seemed good. It seemed legit. And so I just ordered some. And then when they got here, it took me like, I feel like I let them sit for a good two weeks because I was scared to start taking them because my gut, like I said, is sensitive. And I'm like, you know what, what if this throws me all into whack? And, I start having like a problem and it makes things worse. You know, I just, I always kind of think about the worst case scenario and, uh, you know, there was just never a good day to start them. I'm like, I don't want to start them on a day that I'm working and I don't want to start them on a day that I have a bunch of errands to run because I was just afraid that it was going to do something to me, uh, that was unsavory. So, but guess what? That did not happen. I finally just forced myself to start taking them. I think I started them on like a Sunday and I'm like, I have nothing to do today. And I had a pretty light day the next day. And I'm like, this will be fine. It's going to be okay. So I started taking them and I think, oh my gosh, I think it took only like two or three days. And it says like, don't expect any results right away. It could take a couple of weeks. It could take a month. But within a few days, um, this could be because my body is super sensitive to everything, but I started feeling so much better. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not feeling all bloated and gassy and like uncomfortable and weird. Uh, so that is one thing that has really helped and it's still really helping. Um, I take those every day religiously because I'm like, I'm so shocked by how much it has helped with the the bloating and the gas and the general GI discomfort. And I feel like if I wasn't taking probiotics right now, that the last couple of months of super, super, super stress would have been a million times worse on my gut. I know I would have been feeling it so much worse than I have been because right now I've just been getting a little bit of discomfort here and there, uh, maybe a little bit of cramping every once in a while, but it has not been at the level that in the past this much stress would have induced. So, um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's a, it's a constant journey. It's, you know, and it's another thing to worry about. It's, another thing to have in the back of your mind when you're out with people where you're like, Ooh, should I eat this thing? Is this going to react okay with my gut? Am I going to regret this? Um, on vacation, as I said, you know, when you're out and about and you're like, Ooh, should I, should I eat that thing? Like we're far away from the hotel. I don't really want to have to like, you know, so it is, it's another thing that's just sort of always in the back of my mind that I, that I really need to worry about. Uh, on a pretty constant basis. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that, um, oh, so did I mention this? No, I don't think I mentioned this. We did find a house and we, our offer got accepted on that house and we accepted an offer on our house. So we found a buyer for our house and we found a house to move into and they took our offer. We just found out today, uh, that the, the house we wanted that our offer was accepted. So I'm super excited. I'm so happy. Uh, now we have to go through all of the, the moving process, which 
we're going to move the end of September. Uh, so we've got about a month or so to, to pack and get all the things ready and whatever. And, but I think that'll be a little less stressful than the whole, like trying to sell our house and trying to look for a new house to live in was, that was really, really, I, I feel like we're over the, over the stress hump there with this situation. So I'm just so relieved and I'm hoping that just everything starts to kind of level out. I got through the first couple of weeks of fall semester and I'm starting to get in sort of a, a new routine with that and get to know my teachers and what the expectations are and get in like a studying routine and you know just I feel like that's starting to calm down a little bit too and so uh I think <laughs> I think a lot of this massive stress that I've had is is subsiding or will subside soon now so that's a relief um but yeah I just wanted to get on and and talk a little bit about this because it has been really affecting me <laughs> I mean the past 20 years but also uh recently a lot just because of the way things have been and uh you know it was really eye-opening that's another thing that was eye-opening to me when I found out that digestive issues and the person the psychotherapist who did my um or a psychologist sorry who did my um autism assessment you know, they ask you about your past medical history and all that. And this is where I found this out is through her because she was like, hey, did you know that uh, people with autism often have co-occurring digestive issues like IBS? And I was like, I did not know that. And so, of course, then I went on the research rampage and sort of had to learn a lot more about that. Um, But I thought that was a really interesting connection. And I was like, huh, it does make sense. Uh, because we are, as a group, uh, I feel like a lot more uh, sensitive in a lot of ways. And this is one way that I am more sensitive is in my <laughs> digestion of food. And it's it's hard and it's sad because I am a huge food person. I'm a foodie. I like, like I mentioned, I love spicy food. I love, I I feel like this is another way that the autism uh, preferences can vary because I know a lot of autistic people, um, my son included, we're not, he hasn't been diagnosed yet, but now that we know about me and we're pretty sure that he is, but anyway, my son, he really likes, he's very particular about his food. He always has been, and he really loves bland food. Um, I'm the opposite. So I think he is sensory avoidant when it comes to food. Like also texture and stuff is really an issue for him. He, he cannot eat a banana. He's like, bananas are the worst for me. I think I'm very sensory seeking when it comes to food. I have always, ever since I was, ever since I can remember, I have always loved spicy foods. My parents would be astounded by how much black pepper I would put on my food at the dinner table. I would just like dump it on there. Um, you know, I've just, I've always loved spicy foods, really flavorful foods. I just love my food to be like intense in all of the ways. And if I'm eating soup, I like it super hot. If I'm having something that's supposed to be cold, I need it super cold. Like it's all of the intensity. I need it all. I want it all. Give it to me. Um, and so that's been interesting to try and navigate with my 
digestive problems because I don't really like bland foods very much. Um, and it seems like that would probably be a better diet for me <laughs> to stick to. Oh, also foods with a lot of fiber uh, really upset me. Um, and being vegan, and I love vegetables, and I want to eat vegetables, and I want to eat huge bowls full of like salad, but sometimes, uh, oftentimes, when I try and eat like that, my stomach's like, no, this is too much fiber. Don't do that again, and then it punishes me. So, Anyway, now you guys know about my bowels. You're welcome. We really got to know Melissa today <laughs> more in depth than maybe you wanted to. But I feel like this is an important thing to talk about. And uh, um, I'm, like I said, I don't care. I'm, I'm pretty much an open book and we all poop and we all have our own things. And I'm sure that everyone, you know, is fine. So um, the people that weren't fine probably shut off this podcast episode at the beginning, which is your prerogative if you don't want to hear me talk about my digestion. Okay, so, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about that. Uh, I'm gonna get going now. Uh, I'm actually about to go eat some food. Gray and I are going to have a little celebratory date night. We are gonna go to this, uh, really beautiful place, uh, in town that's like an outdoor garden area. It's really beautiful. It's like a nursery, a plant nursery. You can buy plants there and flowers and stuff, um, but they also hold little events there, um, and every so often they do like food truck nights and stuff. So one of our favorite food trucks, um, they do like vegan Mexican food. It's very good. Uh, so they're gonna be there. So we're gonna go sit outside in the hot, hot heat and eat some vegan Mexican food and celebrate our house transactions getting underway and it's a big deal and we're gonna do that and hopefully my guts don't punish me and then I'm gonna come home and tonight is our second Patreon movie night and we're watching Girl Interrupted with um, Winona Ryder and Angelina Jolie. I saw this movie when it came out in 1999 right when it came out and I was, mm, how old was I in 1999? Well, I had to be 20 because I was born in 1979. So anyway, I haven't seen it since then. So it's been quite a many years. I don't even really remember like the plot to this movie. So I'm excited to watch it. We all hop on the discord and we watch the movie together and sort of just type into the comment box and chat with each other as the movie plays. And it's really fun. So if you're interested in joining us on events like that, go hop over to the Patreon and join. It's $5 a month and it gives you access to um, our Discord server and uh, the community. We're always kind of just chatting on there and doing stuff and making friends and being autistic together. So it's a great time. I will leave the link to that in the show notes and uh, the links to my or the... Uh, what is it called? My email address. Yeah, that. My email address and uh, my Instagram handle if you want to reach out and say hello or whatever. Um, I have a lag time getting back to people just as a warning, uh, but I, I will get back to you if you reach out to me, I promise. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. Thanks for listening to me talk about my poop. Okay, guys, have a good rest of your day. Talk to you next time. Bye!